What's up, y'all? I'm Tasia. I'm Camo. And we're Unfazed and Unbothered. So this is our first episode for the podcast, and we are so stoked to get this started. Um, this is going to give you guys more of kind of like an inside look on me and Camo's lives and kind of like what we've overcome throughout our life and where we're at today. And so we've been really planning this for a long time, and we're super, super stoked. So Yeah, this has been months in the making now. Literally. <clears throat> I'm excited, though. I'm excited to open up and like let you guys see a different side of us because it's not just little TikTok videos. There's so much more. So, yeah, I'm super excited about it too because you know on TikTok and stuff you can kind of like explain like you know part of your life and like it's ha ha he and hoo hoo, but really like it kind of takes away from like kind of like the pain and the trauma and stuff to kind of get where we're at today. And so I feel like this is very very important for not only us but like for everybody else to kind of hear our testimony and our story to kind of help them get through what they're going through in life. Because I feel like on TikTok, you can make everything kind of look super easy and funny and simple. But in all reality, like it takes a lot of like pain and suffering to get to like such a beautiful place in your life. So I feel like this is going to be very important, not only for ourselves, um, but for other people to kind of like get through what they're going through. It's going to be like a therapy session. Yeah, very therapeutic. Who needs counseling when you have each other in the podcast, right? We are therapy. We're our own therapy. We are our own therapy, period. Period, period. (laughs) (laughs) Period muffins. (laughs) Um, Where do we even start? I don't know. We have so much to talk about. So I guess like for, you know, the people that are going to come from like TikTok and Instagram, they kind of already like know um, certain parts about us, but yeah. then, you know, we have, you know, other people that are obviously going to tune in they're going to be like, who are these people? So I guess I want to start with saying that, you know, I am Tasia Lexus. I'm 23. Um, I'm a mother. Um, I'm currently pregnant and I also have a 20 month old. Um, I'm married and I've been through a lot in my life. Most people know me from Vine back when I was 14. Yeah. And I kind of took a, a very long break, um, from social media. And then I kind of hopped on TikTok and just started kind of sharing my story on there. And so that's pretty much what I'm known for is just putting myself on the internet and being a crazy person. And so what about you, Camo? Um, <clears throat> I wasn't really popping on Vine, but I started posting any and everything last, right when the pandemic struck. Um, I've always wanted to grow a platform so I could get my music out there. <clears throat> and so I just started posting any and everything. Started out with like server rants um, from serving tables. And then I've always like been really big into thrift stores. So I started filming like thrift store commentaries. And then me and one of my other besties started filming uh, videos of us exploring abandoned houses. And that kind of blew us up. And then ever since then, I've just... You know, just been winging it. Just been doing my thing. <laughs> You're in muffins. But here we are today. No, but social media is not at all <clears throat> what people think it is. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> social media is like everyone just posts the highlights, but there really is so much more uh, to it than just the silly videos you see. And so I really am excited to let the world get to know us and like our testimonies because we've got crazy stories together and separately. And, you know, for me, like I used to have um, a crazy health condition. It was called paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria, PNH. And so that was something that I had to go through for like four years 
being in a hospital, most of the time in a hospital bed, I was getting blood transfusions, chemo, radiation. It was a whole ordeal. So that's something that I want to touch base on within our podcast. But I don't want to give too many nitty-gritty details. I just want us to kind of like give some bulletins in our first episode of like who we are. And we'll kind of touch base again on those topics later on in the show. So Yeah, and I definitely feel like um, me and you both have been through a lot of similar experiences as well. But I, I want people when they tune in to kind of feel like they're at home because honestly, there's there's so much in the world going on now with like, you know, when it comes to drug addiction or just like family issues and friend problems and, you know, thinking that you're a crappy mom or whatever the case may be, like we've kind of been there, done that. And so I feel like we can kind of like relate to so many people and a lot of people can relate to us too, because we have, we are kind of relatable. We've been through a lot of relatable stuff. And I feel like a lot of people on social media, they don't talk about, you know, the, the bad lows. They only talk about the highs, only the highs. And so, and I definitely think that even today we still struggle with a lot of things. And so we were struggling to get this shit set up. I mean, seriously, like getting this set up was like, our anxieties, especially like together, we're like, how are we going to do this? But now we're doing it. And like, I feel really confident and good. And this is going to be, this is going to be a really amazing thing for the both of us and for other people. So I'm super excited about it. Me too. I just, I'm curious how we're going to take over 30 minute videos because we're fucking crazy bitches. Yeah, we are. And together we're just kind of like all over the place, but that's kind of what makes us the best of friends. We really are all over the place. I feel like our anxiety dates back to the beginning of our friendship. Well, I mean, we had anxiety separately, but together it just feeds off of each other. Like I remember fucking working at um, Top Dog together. Which is where we met. We met at Top Dog. Oh, yeah. A lot of people wanted to know, like, how we met. We were servers there. So (laughs) Camo was already working there, and I got hired on. And so literally we were inseparable. From the day you started. From the day we started. Exactly. That was a a different time. We literally, I think it was almost kind of like people probably thought we were dating. Like, we were always together. Like, we did. We never. I remember the first day you came there. We were just cutting up and like right off the rip, we connected, we were vibing, we were laughing. And I think like two days into you working there, that was like the first time we hung out. And then after then we were, I mean, I think we hung out the first day, but like we like really hung out, like started hanging out every day and like two days of knowing each other. I mean, literally like we had even talked some days about like not going into work because we just wanted to keep like doing what we were doing. Oh my God. We never wanted to go to work. And when we did go to work. Shopping sprees and uh, videoing ourselves, doing crazy stuff in stores. Like it was insane. And then we'd go to work and we'd get in trouble all the time because we were just, we'd act a fool. So yeah, I was 19 and we were just getting crunk. I had no responsibilities. You know what I mean? I think the only responsibility I had was like paying my car insurance. I still live with my parents. Yeah. Um, going to work. So, you know, we'd make money, go to the liquor store, get to her and do it all again the next day. I mean, we literally had no responsibilities. Oh my God. I feel so shitty now like, looking back. Looking like, back. Yeah. Oh my God. I was literally contributing to this issue. <clears throat> but at the wow, time. I'm a, sh- I'm a piece of shit. But at the time though, like we really didn't know, like you didn't, we didn't know each other on that personal level. I think it's taken years of our friendship to kind of like learn each other more, I guess. Yeah. And to kind of like. Tea. And to kind of like understand like how bad my problem was because I think that too like I kind of like would, you know, I had a, a an alcohol problem and when I was younger and I would get in trouble with the law like you know drug charges just like stupid stupid see stuff. Th- I'll say that that when I, I met you that's that's what I was like I was like well at least she's not doing drugs so like alcohol you know that's 
whole other thing. So I didn't see it. I didn't see it as an issue back then, but damn. I was. But you live and you learn. And also, you know, taking accountability, you know, for myself. When I would meet people and stuff like that, obviously I would share my story, but I would never express just how bad I how bad I was. And so, and I think that I would do that so that if I drank or whatever, people wouldn't kind of shame me for it because they'd be like, "Oh, well, she's gotten her life together. She's not doing drugs. She's not doing this, so it doesn't really matter." But it, alcohol it, is just as bad. It's just as bad, and it can be. It just depends on the person, obviously. But it definitely took us, you know, years of friendship to kind of learn each other more. You know. Yeah, in the beginning, it was just we were reckless as fuck. Yeah, we were. But we, and I was we had living in that house, say, those people. We oh had we had fun times though. We really, oh, really yeah. did. We had really fun times and we were we, always in a buffet. We were. We were always at Golden Corral and we were living our best life. You know, <laughs> triple plates of food. The you mashed know. potatoes you used to eat. Girl, <clears throat> we used to love to eat. We did. We I still love to eat. I me as well. Me as well. And especially now that I'm pregnant, like I went to the doctor today and I got on the scale and I was like, next time I'm just gonna say no thank you. If they ask me to wave myself, I'm just going to say, no, thank you. I'll pass on this one. Thank you for the offer. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, um, yeah, they actually, that was hilarious. I went into the doctor and I weighed myself and she's like, wow, you've gained a, you've gained a whole eight pounds since last time. And I was like, when was the last time you went a month ago? You're only supposed to gain a pound a week. So I gained four more pounds in the I average. Mean, it wasn't too bad, but I wanted to say, yeah, you as well. You as well. Since you want to call, <laughs> since you, since you call me out like that, Bertha, but whatever, pop off. <laughs> pop off, queen. <laughs> oh. oh, well, we love to eat, friend. We do a little too much. We do. <clears throat> But yeah, trying to get better about that. Yeah, me as well. Me as well. But I'm not going to worry about it until after I have the baby. 
for yeah, sure. That's probably the smart idea. I'm I'm serious. Like it's crazy because after I had Greenland, like I lost all my weight and I was eating so healthy. But it's something about being pregnant that it's like not even like you know people always say oh when you're pregnant you eat so much or whatever. Yes, that's true. But like it needs to be talked about just how much you want to fucking eat. Like you're fucking hungry. You crave the craziest shit. And regardless if you eat healthy or not, you're still gonna fucking gain hella weight because I don't eat half the shit that I did when I was pregnant with Greenlee, and I'm still gaining weight like a lot. Oh my god, when you were pregnant with Greenlee. This bitch would fucking go nuts. I have to eat. I have to eat. It'd be like, you just ate, and then 30 minutes later, we have to go eat. We have to go eat right now. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Y'all, something about you being were so preg- dramatic. Being pregnant with a girl is a lot different than being pregnant with, a, with a boy. I really think that, yes, because with Greenland, like, I, like, yes, I'll eat, but with, like, now, obviously, like, I eat three meals a day or whatever, but with Greenland, like, I felt like I had to eat every 20 minutes. You there, did. It was crazy. And, like, they say that, like, being pregnant with a, with a girl is a lot different and, you you know, you get bigger. And and I, I thought, I was like, okay, you're just lying. But now that I'm pregnant with a boy, I'm like, that is so fucking true. Like, you, I can literally, there's sometimes, like, I will go hours and I'll forget that I haven't eaten. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't even eaten. And like, I feel fine. Like, it's so crazy. I mean, when you're pregnant, you only need like a couple of extra calories, you know, not a couple, maybe a couple hundred. But yeah, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. But yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely like Well, you it. were eating several thousand more with Green Lake. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I remember one time I fucking ate a whole cheesecake. I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, this is a good idea to eat a whole cheesecake. And woke up, you know, the next day and didn't even have a care in the world. How do you eat a whole cheesecake and not fucking feel bad about yourself? I've been there many times. Okay, the well, Publix, Uncrustable, my favorite. So, yeah, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It's I don't I don't regret it. Uh, it is. But <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> and I honestly, I live by that. Like, I live by that. I think it's honestly hilarious to be able to say, yeah, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I ate a whole cheesecake. And when mm-hmm. I, t- I, I don't mean the small ones. I mean the big, Yeah, no, no, no. The, the, all, the entire cheesecake. The entire cheesecake. A family-sized cheesecake. Yeah, and all they slices. You know what I mean? As and, you should, queen. And I left no crumbs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine walking into the kitchen at 3 o'clock in the morning and me licking the bottom of a fucking cheesecake pan thing. I would be upset that you didn't save any for me, but. Yeah, it, it, was, it was something serious. Yeah. Anyways, now that that embarrassing topic is over. <laughs> um, what should we talk about next? Hmm. I think we should definitely dive into like, you know, our where we're at today compared okay. to our, our friendship years ago. Okay. How long have we been friends anyways? So I'm 23 I think 2017, now. 2018. Yeah, 21, 22, four years? Yeah, some, about, about, right? okay. about four years. Um, That's a long, periodically rough time. It has been a periodically rough time at certain times, um, sometimes more than other times. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> okay, so in the beginning, we were just having fun. We were ha-ha, hee-hee, hoo-hoo in it. We were doing silly, stupid shit. We were drinking. We were making very poor decisions. Um, now we are completely different people. I dealt with my um, run-ins with the law. I I don't have quite as much street cred as Miss Tasia. I didn't go to prison, but <laughs> I, I did go to jail twice. Um, petty theft. I'm banned from all Dillard's across the lands. No big deal um, or anything. No big deal or anything. <laughs> uh, but that was that was a whole other time in my life too. Um, that was like a crazy time. We were just being silly girls and doing stupid shit. And I will say that like we we were. A lot. We were really kind of a lot smarter with it when we were doing it together. Like we didn't never get in trouble together. 
You know what I mean? And we actually like held each other accountable. Like I remember you'd be like, Tasia, you're like, we're drinking too damn much. Okay. Yeah. No, that you, you confused me for a second. I, I thought you meant with like stealing. I was like, oh, let's not promote oh, stealing. Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> I'm saying like, we really like, I feel like we held each other accountable. for. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the drinking for sure. Cause okay. So not, like, not yeah. to call you out, you a little bit of a lightweight. So I would be like, hey, look, look, look. Okay, we got to stop right here so we don't get here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I take a few shots and homegirl be, I'd be oh, you were, warm and Oh, you were fuzzy. feeling Twizzlered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we were uh, that going to work, blah, 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 you know, just, just crazy girls. But now life is different. You know, you're a mom. I'm working on my music. I'm focused. I don't serve tables anymore. Thank you, Jesus. I know, dude. Like that's the biggest, the biggest thing. The biggest blessing. Yeah. We are self-employed beauty queens. Like that is an accomplishment. No, it really is, and I and I think that it makes you more grateful for kind of like where you're at today too. Because oh yeah. Honestly, being a server like really it was making me kind of oh, like my God, serving tables insecure for a little bit because like. People are so mean to you. They're when you're nasty. A server. Yeah, it's they yeah. treat you like you're an actual servant. Yeah, it, it's just disgusting. And so now looking back, I'm grateful for where I'm at today. But also, it helps me like when I go eat somewhere, or whatever. I don't treat the servers like crap. And I yeah, but okay, but you know, pause. Don't. Pause. Even before we were servers, we, we didn't, never we didn't. Oh, I know. That's the thing. Like it didn't I, it didn't take us becoming servers to know that. And that's the thing. Like people are just fucking nasty. I don't understand yeah. why, but. I, serving is so mentally straining, and people are just fucking rude. They they bark at you. They act like you fucking can just wait on them hand and foot and just be ran ragged, and then they want to leave you five bucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I do. I do miss serving sometimes because it definitely. Before I started serving tables, I don't know if you can attest to this, but I served tables for five years. That was how I made my quaint. But. Um, I feel like serving definitely broke me out of my shell because before serving, I didn't really know how to talk to people, like outsiders. Like I knew how to talk to my friends, but I've always been kind of like shy at first. And then like once you get to know me, like, girl, you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But um, before I served tables, like I was not out of my shell at all. And then serving tables, like you really have to put on a show at every table. And so I learned how to talk to people and how to engage and interact without being like weird and fucking awkward um, because of serving. But like the mental strain, I I saw something like there's all these researches, researches, there's all this research. I can't even talk. (laughs) There's all these researches. (laughs) There's all this research out there that says that serving is one of the hardest jobs because of what it does to you mentally and I totally agree. Like I've done so – I've had so many jobs. Like I had like 11 jobs before I really was able to commit full-time to social media. Period. And serving was by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, so, yeah, it's just crazy to see where we're at now. <clears throat> I think it's very important for your mental health to always review your progress because I feel like sometimes – and this is like – like now I do tear readings on people to, to make money, get by, make coins. But something that I always like to tell people is to review your progress because, I mean, life is like a race. Like, we might not be at the finish line, but we're not where we were a year ago. A year ago, I was serving tables. Well, a year ago, I was quitting my serving job. But before that, like, you know, I was not able to make money on my own. 
I had to work a nine to five or had to work for somebody else. And so that alone speaks volumes that now I don't have to do that. I don't work a regular schmegler job. You don't work a regular, you, you were working with your mother before and now we are fully reliant on social media to pay our bills, um, which is a beautiful thing. So like I said, like we might not be at the finish line, but we're not where we were. So it's really important to like review your progress and see like, I feel like it's easy to get discouraged when things are not going your way. Like I feel like with life, like, especially we, today with what I was going through. Yeah. And now we're here. We're just chill and comfortable and just talking. But it took hours of us, like, twiddling our thumbs. Um, but it's like you make five steps forward and you go back two steps. But then I feel like the thing is, is most people want to focus on the two steps they went backwards, that they're not focusing on the three steps they're still ahead. So tying all that back to the reviewing your progress, it is crazy how far we've came. And sometimes you really have to sit with yourself and be like, damn, like I did that. Like you have a whole apartment now that you didn't have a year ago. We're not where we want to be necessarily. We still got a lot but of we're definitely work not to where do. we were when we first became friends. We're Period. not even a year ago. Period. I mean, and I can appreciate you saying that too, because it's very easy to kind of like allow anxiety to get inside of your head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and you both, we struggle with anxiety and like, Anxiety is one thing that has always been very difficult for me. It's crippling. It is. It's crippling anxiety. And obviously I am on, you know, medication for it, but it can only, it only helps, you know, for so long and so much. But, you know, sometimes I have to tell myself like, everything's okay. You know, you have your own place, you have, you know, your family, everything is, is honestly really, really good. And a year ago I was in prison. Yeah. And so I was sending you emails to JPay. I mean, seriously, you know what I'm saying? Like you were, I was calling you off the damn Securus account. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hoping that you would pick up. And so now I'm sitting right here, like I don't have to call you. I don't have to pay to call you. You know, yeah. it's just so crazy. And so, yeah, I can, I can definitely appreciate you saying that because it's very easy to let life and anxiety and fear kind of like overtake your. The blessings that you do have going Absol- on for you. Absolutely. Like we are very, very blessed. And mm-hmm. I and it and it wasn't easy getting here either because me and you both have been through some a tremendous traumatic, amount of trauma, yeah, your, trials, tribulations. Absolutely. Um, with you know, your chemo and radiation yeah. with your with your mother and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, you know. A lot of it took a lot of trauma to get us where we're at, but I think it's all character development. I think everything we go through is a test of our grit and resilience. And it's just, I feel like when you have something to offer to the world, the devil is always trying to get in your way, get in the way of you and your bag, get in the way of you and your happiness. Just his job is chaos and destruction. and To kill and destroy. Absolutely. And he will do that at all costs. And so for us to be here now, not just doing this podcast, but literally everything in life, like online, offline, I think we've both came so far. And so- I don't know. It's just a beautiful testament um, to see where we are now and see where we were then together and separately. But anxiety, girl, anxiety. Ooh, she be coming and going. She really is crippling. I hate anxiety. I have not been formally diagnosed, but I know for a fact if I go and get, uh, I would need to see like what, a psychiatrist? Yeah, psychiatrist for sure. I know for a fact they would diagnose me with anxiety. My mom had it. Um, and also there's a huge difference between being nervous. Like I, I even though I've not been diagnosed, like people be like, oh, you're just nervous. No, no it's like it's physical. Like you'll see me like I'll be doing Absolutely. this or like I'll be squeezing my hands or like I'll be hitting my thighs. Like 
it's very physical and like you detach from conversation sometimes. Um, well, you, I think you can detach from reality in general. Oh, like yeah. I catch myself doing it all the time, even though I'm on medication, like my safe place is staying at home and not reaching out to people. And sometimes it, it really worries me because I'm like, and one of my biggest fears was like, did prison do that to me? Or was I like that before? Or is it the medication? It's, it's like, it's a, it's a constant battle of kind of like figuring out yourself and like how to overcome things. And sometimes like you allow yourself to sit in your own anxiety and bullshit and like taking yourself out of the situation is hard. But yeah, you definitely, you've always had anxiety. Oh yeah. I think though what helps is having like a healthy coping mechanism. And so I feel like leaving the house for me, like going outside and like walking in the park, being in you know the sun and getting the vitamin D and like for me writing music or um, literally anything to distract your mind. Like I think that's something you got to find. Like writing helps my anxiety. But dude, the amount of times that I just be out in public and then boom, something just triggers my anxiety. That's the thing. Like you never know when it's coming. Like it just comes. <clears throat> but – so I think we are going to actually um, Go take on a, a sh- take on yeah take a short break yeah. and then we will be back on here yeah so we'll be right back guys and thank you for tuning in to unfazed and unbothered ttyl hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline What's up, y'all? We're back from our break. It's Tasia. I'm Camo. And we're both unfazed and unbothered. unbothered. So we left off with talking about anxiety. And mm-hmm. so we figured that we'd go ahead and just move on. Just period. pack up ship and get off that topic. Yes, ma'am. So we posted yesterday on our Instagrams um, that we were doing our first podcast episode today. Um, and we basically told everybody to ask, ask us, us questions. questions. So we're going to answer those. Um, where Super did you excited s- about this too because okay. I haven't done this. I always okay. say I'm going to do a YouTube video about it, and then you don't. So here were some of your questions. Okay, so some of my questions were how me and Camo met. Mm, we already kind of answered that, right? We went went to work together at Top Dog Tavern. <laughs> Wait, we can't be giving them all this free clout. Fuck them. Oh my god. Speaking of, okay, actually, what's funny is I went there yesterday. Uh-huh. I went to go see Sarah. Um, for anyone who isn't too familiar with the, my whole Top Dog thing, I made a video sharing a true story, true stories, and the internet took it upon themselves to make all these reviews, which I didn't encourage anyone to do those, but hey, the internet works in whatever ways. And when I went, I got kicked out the other day. And yep. what was the reasoning? They, because of the video? Like yeah, I thought, I was, thought uh, the manager well, that was working there at the time was- B. I'm not going to say names. Okay. Um, was like, you can't be in here uh, because of your video. You're banned from Top Dog. And I was like, why would no one relay that information to me? You know? And why are you banned when you literally shared a, a story that happened to you and it was so wrong? Like, you are entitled to share that. I mean, I can understand being banned, but the 
thing is, is nobody relayed that information. Yeah, that like, is Like, why awesome. should I just assume that? Like, if you were that? banned, then you should be notified for sure. Yeah, it's not like I lied. And I, defamation was not a thing. Right. I was honest. Yeah. Okay, I shared my experience. Yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, they hate me. So that's where we met. But I'm banned for my video incident. And I got kicked out the other day. That was so embarrassing. It cost a little like that, friend. <sighs> it cost me a lot yesterday. Yeah, period, my friend. Then I went to Longhorn and it was fucking trash. Yeah, well, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not going to throw no shade. I'm not going to, especially on uh, uh, a T. Yeah, T. Okay, so moving on. Um, so pet peeves about each other. Damn. Um, I feel like our only pet peeve or our only, I mean, I don't even know if that makes sense, but we're both very, are we both kind of like opinionated in that? Okay, yeah, no, we both are, but I mean, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I think we, we allow our, both of us to have our separate opinions, but I do think some of our opinions um, differ, and so I guess that would be like our pet peeve is but not I saying like eye to eye always. Too. Yeah, no, I think it, we definitely, being two completely different people in some ways uh, brings like a interesting mix of energy. So it's like a, a yin and yang type of thing. I don't know who's yin and who's yang, but... Um, and I definitely think, too, like, it's important to have that in a friendship because I feel like there's a lot of people in the world who are like, oh, my friends have to agree with everything that I do and say, but that's so not the case. Yeah, no. Like, I feel like it makes our friendship all the all the better, you know? Okay, so another question is, how much does it really cost to live like this? How much? Wow, we can't be giving our, our secrets away, friend. It's priceless. <laughs> it's priceless. How you came to Christ. So we can definitely share our stories on that. I, see. I yeah, can definitely say yours. that I can definitely say for me, um, you know, I was raised going to church. And I will definitely say that that doesn't that doesn't mean that if you're raised going to church and your family's Christian or whatever religion. See, I don't have a religion now that I'm older and I can kind of understand more about God. I don't have a religion. I just, I believe in God. And so people are like, Oh, what's your religion? Well, I don't really have a religion because I don't really necessarily believe in that. I just, I believe in God and who he is for me. But, um, you know, growing up, my family went to church and they kind of always talked about God and base got around their life and, you know, what they've been through or whatever. And I just remember like going to church as a child and kind of like not liking it. But also I feel like that's normal when you're a kid because you don't really understand the whole meaning of like who God is. Um, but also it took me kind of growing up and going through such hard experiences, such traumatic experiences to kind of like learn and love God for who he is for me and to me. Um, because there was many years that I, yes, my family believes in God and I said I believed in God, but I didn't act or I didn't act in a, in a way where people would be like, oh, she's a, she believes in God. You know, you'd probably think that I didn't because of how I was acting, but really I was just lost. Um, and I was kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say uneducated. That's probably not the right word to use, but I guess it just took me a lot to kind of learn who God is for me in my life. Um, you know. I was sexually abused at 17 and I went through a really traumatic relationship when I was 17. And then, you know, kind of dealing with all that and going through drug issues and drinking and going to jail and, and having all these people uh, yeah, and, and keeping kind of, tabs on you. Yeah. And kind of being, you know, at the time when I was going through all this, I had 
a lot of people following me on social media from, you know, when I was doing videos on Vine and stuff like that. So all of this stuff was happening to me and I was having to kind of put a smile on my face for Instagram and make these Vine videos. And it was honestly suffocating me to the point where I wasn't enjoying life anymore and I was so lost. But it took me having to kind of go through that to learn that who God is for me. And so I will say that I'm grateful for everything that I've been through. And I never thought I would say that because I remember thinking, who'd be grateful to be sexually assaulted or who would be grateful to kind of be in such a toxic relationship or go to jail or go to prison. But I am grateful because I, I'm grateful that I had to go through that because I know who God is for me in my life. But also I'm so much more grateful for what I have in my family. And I can see all the blessings in my life and I can say, thank you, God, for that. Before I'd be like, oh, thank you. Like to literally myself, even though it's God helping me get to where I'm at. And so I definitely think that if I wouldn't have gone through all of that, I wouldn't know who God is the way that, you know, he kind of had planned for me. Um, and now like I enjoy going to church. I enjoy learning about God and I enjoy kind of like sharing my testimony and always saying that, yeah, like it was God that helped me get through that because it's crazy for me to look back on, you know, being in prison for eight months. It's crazy for me to look back and say, yeah, I was in prison for eight months and I got through it and I didn't cry every day and I wasn't bitter every day and I didn't hate life in there. Honestly, I didn't hate life at all. Like I found myself when I was there. Um, I, you know, became closer with God. I kind of learned how to pray for things and, you know, put action into my prayer, you know, because you can pray for things and then do nothing to kind of help you get there. You know, you kind of have to help yourself as well. And to see the blessings that God's putting in front of you to be grateful. So that for was a me, lot, friend, but yeah. what about you? For me, I have a little different relationship. So I, too, I like that you said um, about how you don't really focus on the religion, but more so the relationship, because that's exactly how I feel. I... I don't go to church. I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm like Christian. And I think this is like one example of like where we're a little bit different, but like I do love that we are able to talk about things and how we feel and it not be like an issue. Um, but for me, I do believe in God. I grew up in a Christian household. I went to church um, quite a bit growing up. Uh, but, oh no, is it stop recording? It's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, low battery mode came up. So yeah, we're we're talking on our podcast and we're also videoing the podcast and so the video messed up. So sorry about that, friends. Um, but I grew up going to church with my family a lot and so I definitely learned like a lot of the Christian morals and whatnot, but there's a lot of things that just don't sit right with me with the religion. And so I focus on my relationship as well, but to me, I feel like God is not this person that people have painted him to be. God is light. God is the grass. He's the trees. He's inside you and me. And so I have more of like a spiritual relationship. I feel like I don't, I don't really like church. I meet for me personally. Like if, if you can go to church and you find peace, I will always, um, you know, That's encourage that, that. Right, encourage exactly. that. But for me, like it's different. I, I, my relationship, I do pray, um, but I'm more spiritual. So I like to, you know, manifest and put energy out there. 
I believe in like crystals and tarot and like kind of witchcraft, I guess. But I feel like that word is used so loosely and people also just assume that if they hear the word witchcraft, like you're doing spells on people. Right. Like, and it's not the no, case. No, no. Like I, I never I think a lot wish of bad that- on people or anything like that. I don't ever cast spells to harm people because you do reap what you sow. And that's like something that even – like Christianity teaches you is you reap what you sow. And that's how I, that's like one thing that has always stuck with me. You you put good out, good finds you. Um so my relationship, I don't even know I I don't even know if I would say Christ. Like I feel like I'm I'm not closed off to that idea. I just You have a higher power. Yeah. And that's absolutely. All that matters. Yeah. And and that's I love that people you know, people want to talk about freedom in America. That is our freedom. Like you can go to church. I can have my beliefs. Susie Ann can have her beliefs, and it shouldn't be a problem. And I think Absolutely. that's that's something that society needs to understand: is we all can have our differences, and it'll be okay. We can all agree to disagree, or we can all have different opinions Absolutely. on things. And I definitely think too. Um, you know, for years I have never loved going to church, mm-hmm. and I've never agreed with how you know some churches are and. Kind of the word church used to scare me, but I will say um, when I met, um, well, actually, no, I can't say when I met my husband, but because I met my husband years ago, but um, when we met back up before we started, you know, talking again and before we got married and stuff like that, he was already going to a church. And so when we got together, he was, you know, going to church every Sunday and talking so highly about this church and I hadn't gone to church in years. Yes, I prayed every day and I have a relationship with God, but I hadn't gone to church in years. So like just the thought of church, I'd be like, yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, the word church does not make me want to go to church, you know? Um, And so it took me um, meeting up with my husband who wasn't my husband at the time, obviously, but meeting back up with my husband to um, hear him talk so positively about this church. And so I went with him and the first time I went, I literally just felt so welcome, but also it's a small church and um, it's a recovery church as well. So there's a lot of people with different backgrounds um, who have struggled with addiction and just kind of been through, and it's not just for recovery for people that have been in addiction, it's recovery for every traumatic thing that you can think of. Um, so when I, when I first went there, I just felt so welcome and like people weren't, you know, being so judgmental and stuff like that. And so that's why when I say I enjoy going to church, that's kind of what I mean by it because this church is very small and accepting and you don't feel like you're being shunned when you walk through the doors. Um, and so it took me years to find that. And I'm grateful that, you know, my husband found this church because it makes me want to go to church on Sundays and also, you know, kind of helps build my relationship with God as well, because it's just a really, really good church. And I'm grateful for that. And so, yeah, we answered that question and we like talked a lot about that. We really did. That was like really I, we, deep. You can go on and on and on about spirituality and religion like this. So much to unravel. Um, let's see some other questions, though. Um, my cousin actually asked, hey, Joel. He asked, <laughs> where do you find peace? Um, for me, I find peace going outside and being around nature. I love going to parks that have waterfalls and just sitting by them. Miss oregano. But sometimes, honestly, weed Miss Oregano's weed, by the way, if you're not familiar with my TikTok lingo. Um, but weed sometimes gives me anxiety. But anyways, um, 
Finding peace, yeah. Um, I would just say nature and, like, trusting the process. Like, I really believe that I'm going to do big things. And so that brings peace to me, I guess. I don't know. Where do you find your peace? I think I find peace because that's a – I feel like that's kind of a hard question for me because for years I didn't know what peace was. But I can definitely say peace for me is reading or, like, I can't say writing because I don't You are a reader. I, lo- I love to read. Yeah. yeah. Like reading is my escape. Like some people like, oh, hold on one second. The video went out. Some people, you know, find their peace through like TV and stuff like that. But I really need something to kind of like distract my brain from reality. And for me, that's definitely reading. Yeah. I, I, I like writing. Um, I'm not a big reader. I cannot read. I, I think I also have not been diagnosed with ADHD, so I don't want to assume that I have that, but I know my attention span is not the best. Anxiety can uh, definitely play in. I've heard that. So maybe it's just anxiety, but I cannot like focus on reading. Anytime I've tried (laughs) to pick a book up, I just can't. But I do love to write. I love that. It's so therapeutic, especially when you're just going through something. Like when I was growing up, Um, and I would get in trouble and I would have like blowouts with my mom or whatever. I would always go sit in my room and boohoo, whatever. And I would write a letter to her. So like writing has always been peaceful. Cause I feel like, especially like if you get like upset or something, um, I feel like for me personally, I sometimes don't know the words to say. And so writing it down on paper makes it easier. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just rambling at this point, but so I think we should <laughs> definitely take a break from because I am hungry. Oh, girl, I'm starving, famished boots. So we're gonna take a break, guys, and we will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. Toodles. Welcome back to Unfaced and Unbothered. We're back from our break. We were in the middle of a Q and A. We're gonna do a little speed round. Okay, so oh wow, that question that I opened up to. <laughs> Did you see it? No, but sometimes like I get so many random questions. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, People be like, do you sell feet pictures? Do you sell nudes? I'm like, um, yeah, I'm a whole mother and wife. Thank you and God bless you. I mean, I would sell some feet pics if the price was right. If the price was right. Look period. at my cute little toes. I told my husband the other day, I was like, babe, somebody just asked me if I sell feet pics. So I'm going to tell him yes, and we're going to send him your feet. What do you think? He said, let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. see the blah, 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 blah. Um, confidence. Okay, so a lot of people want to know about confidence. Um, confidence is such a weird thing because I feel like it's an everyday battle. Like two days ago, I can feel like the baddest bitch on the block. And then the next day, I'm like, uh, and then the next day, I can feel like shit. And then the next day, I can feel like the baddest bitch again. Um, but I feel like with like social media, it's, you know, I feel like we're good at like putting that confidence out there because. I feel like everybody needs a boost. And so, I don't know, confidence is... But I definitely feel like we are both confident. um, But I think it's taken, you know, everything that we've gone through in life. But not only that, but I feel like confidence is never like, and this is for any and everybody, confidence is not like, oh, every day you wake up and you feel great. You know, you can think that you look good or that you feel good or that you like your body or whatever the case may be, but then you're going to wake up one day and, you know, there's going to be something that you don't like about yourself or whatever. So it's, I feel like... Confidence is such a weird thing to kind of be like, oh, yeah, like I'm 100% confident because we still have our daily yeah, struggle. Even at like the low points. I, I, yeah, I agree with you on that because like even in the low points, I, f- I feel like we do have a level of confidence. And right. I don't know where that – I guess that does come from like 
And it comes with our age. Yeah, yeah. What we've been through in our age and kind of just like not caring what people think. And also social media, I feel like can help with that. You can either take the negative and let it affect you, or you can take the negative and let it kind of boost you, if that makes sense. But also like with social media too, there's so many people that may follow you that they'll send you like kind DMs or they'll, you know, they'll comment something like really nice. And that kind of helps with your confidence as well. Yeah. Well, this one is go-to fashion accessory. Well, for me, I have the whole child and Greenlee's always on my hip. So it'll definitely be Greenlee for me. For me, a good pair of sunglasses because period, I'm a shady bitch. Not actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that eases my anxiety sometimes. Like having glass, I, w- I don't really wear glasses in like the mall or whatever. But sometimes I do because I'm not feeling myself. I definitely have. And my husband be like, "Can you just take those? Like, can you put those on your head? Like, you're embarrassing me." I'm like, no. "Absolutely." No, I <laughs> no, I need I need them on. <laughs> I don't know why it's like that. I guess you feel like you put your glasses on and nobody can see you like you're invisible or some yeah. shit. I well, know. I think because like eye contact sometimes is weird. I think that's like an anxiety tick sometimes. Um, so like when you don't have gla- – or when you do have glasses on, you can't see what – or people can't see what you're looking at, you know? Yeah, that too. Yeah. I feel like you, you, your eyes can give away like – because they say eyes are the wind of the soul. So your eyes can be telling if like you're uncomfortable. And sometimes I'd really be getting uncomfortable. So sunglasses help with that. That's my go-to fashion. I love me some Ray-Bans. Oh, period. No. I love me some Ray-Bans. A classic. Honestly. They really are. I don't know. They just like fit my face um, differently the most. The Club Masters. Gorgeous. Um, okay. What? Let me There's see. so many questions. What was your dream job as a child? My dream job as a child was to be a – what are the people called that do the news? Um, a news host? I don't know. Whatever the case may be. But, like, the people on the news. I used to want to do that because when I was in elementary school, um, I did the did announcements. Did you do the, the, the announcements? I did the announcements. And I was so good. I wish – I really wish that I could call the school and be like, hey, do you guys have, like, tapes? But I remember <laughs> – because it's so funny now that like I'm all over social media and stuff. I'm like, it's so crazy like how you can do something at a child and then like grow mm-hmm. up doing it. It's so weird to me. But um, I did the announcements and I was so good at it. And they picked me and this other little boy to do the announcements every day. So it was like me and a few people every week. But they literally picked us to do it Monday through Friday because we didn't care about anything. And we would say like funny off the wall crap. And it was just hilarious. So I remember my teachers would be like, oh, I'm going to, I can't wait till you grow up. I'm going to be looking for you on the news. And so I used to want to do that or like um, be a journalist. Okay. But instead, you know, I went, I I don't know. I just started doing my own thing and now I'm living lavish on the social media. So, wow. We love that. She's so cute and gorgeous. Yeah. I always had a dream of, I guess social media wasn't really a thing yet. So it wasn't necessarily social media, but I have always wanted to do music. I started writing like little poems when I was five. I actually found, no, I literally found this little notebook um, from when I was like even before elementary school. And it's got like stories of when my mom ran over this raccoon and I was just so distraught. Um, But I, I started writing like poetry And then it turned into like actual songs in elementary school. And I always knew I wanted to be famous, um, quote unquote, (laughs) famous, whatever. Um, But really just for like music. And when I was growing up, I didn't know if I wanted to be a comedian, be an artist or cut hair. Three totally different things. I I think like my grandpa really inspired me or my great grandpa. He used to have a barbershop and I – 
wanted to have my own shop, but girl, that was when I was a kid. I definitely don't want to do that shit. Well, I definitely think it's funny though, because you're funny and you can sing. And so you kind of have like the best of both worlds. You're like Hannah Montana out here in these streets. Period. Period muffins. Yeah, no. So I think, yeah, no, it's kind of crazy that here we are as a child, we had those dreams and we are fulfilling them. Well, I definitely think too, like the things that you do and how you act as a child definitely shapes you into the person you're going to be because- like people are like, did you ever see yourself like putting like making funny videos and putting them on the internet? And I'd be like, no. But if my mom tells it, she's like, girl, you used to literally get my video camera and record yourself doing Bon Quickly in the kitchen at like 10 years old. And I'm like, I did what? <laughs> and she she still has the video. So like it's crazy because back then we didn't have social media like that. But I'd be in my kitchen with the uh camera cord or whatever the hell she had and video myself, pretend like I'm Bon Quickly, and now I'm like putting videos on the internet. So it's just crazy, like how you do things when you're a kid and then you grow up doing them too. It's so weird. Yeah. I remember me and my dad, I had like this little recorder and I would go around the house and we would make songs about being like overweight or like diarrhea. I don't know. The most stupidest, bizarre, like (laughs) nastiest things. And we would just like make these raps about. You and your dad would? Yeah. And that just like always stuck with me. I don't know. Um, I remember when I was in seventh grade, I did this show, quote unquote show, basically a scam. Now that I look back in retrospect, model productions. Did you ever hear of that? I think I have, honestly. It was like the things that was set up in the mall with like the stage. Oh, yes, I do. I do remember that. Yeah, they scammed me. But you still had to do a show. You had a whole photo shoot. Um, you had to do a catwalk and do a talent. Um, so I remember I did an original rap called Mr. Twinkie. Period. Would you like to hear a little bit? Absolutely, friend. Okay. Um, I wake up and I'm already <laughs> hungry. It's only 3 a.m. Just devoured the munchies. Constantly eating cheesecake, steaks, and fries. I can barely <laughs> stand up because my extra large thighs. Something like that. But, oh, my gosh, friend. Yeah, I did that in front of 3,000 people. So how do they scam you? Um, because they lie to you basically. Well, they make you think that you're about to be like famous and they had like this one success story of somebody who worked with Usher. Um, but it's really just a way to take advantage of parents who think they've got the next big thing. Like their child is Did your like parents have to pay money for it and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So you had to pay to do a talent show. Everything was like $150. All those things were scams. I mean, I guess there was potential for you to do something, but if somebody like really believed in you, you don't have to pay them. Anyways, but that was just a part of my childhood. It's so funny though, like hearing you say that because like we kind of have like such similar stories and now we're like, we put ourselves out there on social media. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we always knew that we wanted to be out be successful in some way. We just didn't know exactly what. I knew that I wanted to do music. I knew that for sure. Right. Um, but I, I feel like a jack of many trades. Like I like to act. Like I was in theater class growing up. And um, acting is hard. It is. I don't know that I want to be like an actor actor, but I love how Lady Gaga like crosses into TV and, and did like a movie. She, she kills killed it. At it. Everything she does. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I want to come up like as a star an artist. Is born. That was one of my, oh my God. That movie. That movie is incredible. I love that movie. She killed that shit. But I love how she's able to act and kill it. Like I don't want to say that I'm an actor, but I do enjoy like 
acting, you know? And I feel like TikTok is kind of acting. Yes, but it's in your own way. So I yeah. feel like, like I remember when I was 16, I went out to LA with a bunch of other people that were on Vine and we were all acting. And I remember like telling my dad, I'm like, this crap is so hard. It's not, it's not the same thing as like making a TikTok or a Vine. Like it's, it's hard to act and be somebody completely different. So for the people that can do that and make it look easy, like, yeah, like for real, that's a, that's a huge blessing because it's hard to do. I keep seeing the same questions again and again and again. Um, so let's do like a little, I don't, I don't know. Let's see. What are some things that we can let the girls know? Something quick. That's like two or three words. Right. Before we wrap this up. Yeah. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. Okay. Mine's purple. How old are you? I'm 26. I'll be 27 in December. That's Sagittarius. Because I don't think you touched base on that in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I am 26. I'm a little old. <laughs> the crow's feet are coming in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Not old at all, though. Yeah, still very much spring chicken. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. You're I'm a Pisces. Period. Okay. All of my besties are Pisces. That's crazy to me. I don't know what it is about you bitches, but... We're compatible. Yeah, but I just like... Anytime I like click with somebody, they're always a Pisces or another Sagittarius. That is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I feel like all my friends are either Sagittarius, Virgos, or Scorpios. And then I have both of my children are Scorpios. And then my husband's an Aries. Yeah, my only Virgo friend is Orion. Um, I don't know any other Virgos. Mom's a Virgo. My mom is. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Okay, period muffins. Okay. Um, let's see. What's some other questions? Wait. Where do you see yourself in five years? I definitely see myself um, helping others by sharing my testimony. And I don't know if that means like kind of because I've talked about this too, like maybe going around to like different places and talking about like addiction and, you know, helping others overcome addiction, but also like I used to want to be a counselor. So and an okay. addiction, an addiction counselor at that, because, you know, one thing for you to be a addiction counselor is to have gone through it yourself. And so I definitely see myself helping other people. I don't know what that is, um, but it's definitely going to be by helping others by sharing my testimony. What about okay. you, friend? Um, in five years, I want to be touring. I want to have my own house. I want to be able to help others as well. I want to, I've always had this dream since the first time I went to the beach. I saw like a hotel on the fir- for the first time and I was like, oh my God, I want to own a hotel and like have the top, have like these suites that are for like my friends and family. You can live there. You can stay there. It's your place to stay. But then downstairs, I can be making money on the room so it can like stay in business and thrive. But I want to have like businesses. I want to be doing my music. I want to have like fragrances. I want to do it all in the next five years. Period. And we're going to get there, friend. Period. And I'm so excited that we finally got our first podcast episode done. And I'm so thankful for all of our um, viewers, our listeners. Yeah. Like seriously, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we're super excited to continue this journey for the next, what, year? Yeah, we're we're going to be doing this for a year. So I am very grateful for Studio 71. Yes. Um, Thank you guys for giving us this opportunity. Um, I'm excited to see 
where we go from here. Me I mean, as this well. is kind of like a rough draft, kind of. We're just like getting started, guys. We're just yeah. getting started and it's only going to go up from here. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Unfazed and Unbothered. Make sure whatever platform you are streaming on, you like, subscribe, review, rate, and stay tuned for our next week's episode. We look forward to being on our second one with you guys. Period muffins. Bye guys. We love you. Peace, love, and hair grease. Thank you. And God bless you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.